this is the Bookish with Amos podcast, and here we serve you all the book nutrients that your mind needs. All through this month, we've been focused on reviewing books about money, how to build wealth from the ground up, investment of our savings, essentially just tracing the pathway to financial freedom. And in these studies, so far we've seen that wise investments can be enough to build a long-lasting asset profile, that is taking your assets class from ground level to way up there and bringing your liabilities from up there to ground level. I saw a study that showed that Sub-Saharan Africa alone has 44 million micro, small and medium enterprises, almost all of which are micro. And we are in that age where many employees want to win their freedom from corporate employment and they are quitting their jobs, walking away and starting their own business. This is good, right? Um, the only thing is that research has also shown that 80% of businesses under the micro, small and medium enterprises in Africa fail within the first five years of their existence. This is why our economy on the global scale is not matching up to this really high entrepreneurial statistics. Why is this? There is a report shared by Keeper that 22% of Africa's working age population start businesses for various reasons, but these businesses lack resources or structure to survive. And freedom is a universal human desire. It's a good thing to be free, but there is a price for freedom. It requires sacrifice. It requires strategy. It requires knowledge. All right, as a business owner, have you heard of concepts like customer acquisition strategies, scalability, return on investment, fixed and variable costs? This is you should know. And that's why we just had to have a business expert on the show this morning to help us navigate the business entrepreneurship pathway. It brings me immense pleasure to introduce Jevon Wooden, a dynamic business coach, speaker, Otto, who is passionate about marketing, sales, technology, and helping motivated individuals and businesses achieve their goals. He earned his master's degree in cybersecurity from Fordham University and his MBA from the Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland. Woodin has earned many accolades throughout his career, including being awarded a bronze star for his heroic act during deployment in Afghanistan. Wooden's remarkable business growth and development ideas have been featured in top publications such as Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Founder, Forbes, and Verizon. He's passionate about sharing his blend of business coaching and consulting to help business leaders and entrepreneurs accomplish more while remaining true to themselves in the process. Help me welcome Jevon Wooden. I appreciate y'all having me. A lot of energy. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. I'm fantastic. You know, got blessed with another day. Mm, I'm glad. I was reading on your profile that you were recently welcomed to the Forbes Coaches Council. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a that's a great honor to be to be recognized by Forbes. Absolutely. So you've been in the corporate leadership industry for how long now? 
Yeah, I mean, between the military, the corporate world, um, and running my own business, I mean, I've been in a leadership role for over over 15 years now, um, whether wow. that be leading soldiers or leading in a boardroom. Wow. And in all your years combined, and based on the clients you've interacted with, why do you think businesses fail? Yeah, there's a multitude of reasons, but most businesses fail. Uh, you mentioned it in your intro. Right. There's an, a lack of understanding of what needs to be done. There's a lack of resources to invest in getting help um, and structuring the business properly. And there uh, there's distraction. A lot of business owners go in with an initial plan, but then they see a shiny object and they start looking to do too much at once. Right. So those three things in combination usually are what disrupt the business and you mentioned african statistics uh they're the same in the us right businesses many really? businesses percent yeah fell over in the first five years uh and oh. it's the same thing right same reason Re lack of resources lack of knowledge because many of us are first generation entrepreneurs or even if we aren't we may not have the uh the skill set and what it takes to be an entrepreneur and then many of us are afraid to delegate and, and bring in help we look at it as a cost versus an investment. Mm. Oh, it's the same in the US. I was hoping <laughs> over there, they, they get the hang of these things. But it's mm -hmm. surprising to know that's not the case. No, I mean, they're the average uh, personal brand, like you, you see the Tony Robbins and all of them, they're doing fantastic. But the average personal brand or solopreneur generates about $35,000 a year. And it sounds like a lot, but in the US, that is nothing, right? Is you know, the cost of living is very high here. So that's like, you know, you're, that's really right above the poverty line here. Uh, so you're really much scraping by, you got taxes you have to pay. You know, if you have an employee, you have the employees got to pay, you know, there's a lot of expenses that go in. And many business owners just aren't prepared for what it costs to be an entrepreneur. Mm. It tells you one thing for sure that regardless of location, if you're lacking in knowledge in a particular field and you intend to go into it, you'd most likely fail. So it's important to seek knowledge. And that's what we are doing here today. So as a US Army veteran who even won a bronze star, what has the entrepreneurship landscape been like for you? Yeah, I mean, my, my journey is similar. It's just, you know, we see a lot of people paint such a beautiful picture of entrepreneurship. They don't really talk about the hardships that you go through, right? My journey has not been easy, right? There was a time where finding clients was very, very hard. Uh, finding consistent revenue was very, very hard. Um, and, you know, I, I bootstrapped my business early on. Uh, and so I had to learn as I went and invested in coaching. I did all these things, but I didn't invest in the right people right i didn't mm -hmm. do my homework so to speak i was just eager to get the business started so that put me in a place where you know i learned from it i didn't look at it as a loss i looked at it as a lesson like okay let me be smarter about what i'm doing let me plan my activity let me track my budget right so that's when my business really started to take off when i started being more intentional i started planning what i was going to do and i started looking at budget not as an unlimited source of income because i didn't have that right i'm not a big budget company like a nike or something so i had to be yeah. very very um real about finances very very real about what i could do and what was possible you mentioned something about being eager to start your business and i find that very common with people who are just starting out okay they, they have this idea they think is really brilliant and what they want to do is just immediately set up and start running 
And so because they do not have what is required to actually move that business from idea stage into implementation, it just comes crumbling. It's a great idea, quite all right. But then because of that lack of knowledge and skills required, then it doesn't turn out the way they expect. And then they say that business failed. So we should all turn that one, the eagerness and first acquire required skills. Great point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are great at exactly what they wanted to do the business for, right? They're great at the technical component, but they're lacking in many other skills that are required for an entrepreneur, for an effective business, right? So that's why it's important to really take inventory of your skill set and the resources you have um, and plan that out prior to taking action. When you first start out, you know, you may be operating very lean. Right? You may not have the capital that a lot of businesses happen. And sometimes that can be an advantage because it forces you, if you're if you're not good about it, right? It forces you to be that intention, that intentional uh entrepreneur that I talked about earlier. It forces you to look at what's possible. All right, what resources do I have? What skills do I have? Do I have a friend that has the other skills that I'm missing? Right. So you start looking at free opportunities and, and low cost things before you start blowing money right, on, on things that you probably don't need yet. So it's very important to really have a process in place where you, you can analyze that and you continue to do that as you go. You know, oftentimes we, we hit, we make a sale uh, or we, we get a big deal and we think that everything else is, is good. It's going to, to stop and think the business is just going to run fantastically. That's not the case. You have to continue to do the fun fundamentals in business. So what are those fundamentals? Sure. So one of the fundamentals, as I said, is budgeting, right? Tracking where your money is going. Um, are you profitable? A lot of us think we're profitable when we're not, right? <laughs> to be profitable, right? That, that revenue you bring in has to outweigh the expenses that's going out. Um, so we need to track all that. We need to look at our profit loss statements and see, you know, what products or services are doing well. Make sure you're tracking it line by line. Like if you sell T-shirts, make sure you track each shirt. How well is each shirt doing? Maybe you can take a couple colors off of there. Maybe one isn't doing that well. You can uh, revamp that, replace it with something else. Right. So you just want to constantly do tests and pay attention to what the data is telling you. Uh, the other fundamental is tracking your time, being intentional with your time. You want to make sure that you're planning your days, planning your weeks, planning your months, because as an entrepreneur, if you do not plan your time, someone or something will own your time for you. So you want to make sure that you block into out time for marketing, prospecting, lead generation. You're blocking out time for um, creating and, invent and inventing and really refining whatever your product or service is. You're blocking out time to learn what your competitors are doing and seeing what the market is telling you. You're blocking out time to learn a new skill. So there's a lot of things that we have to do to stay in the forefront uh, because the, the customer journey, you got to be hitting up your customer, your target market along every step of that. And there's five steps to the customer journey we have to think about. One is the awareness phase, right? This The fundamentals in that is really focusing on your messaging, focusing on what you're saying. Are you solving a problem for your target audience? Are you conveying the features versus I mean, the benefits versus the features, right? So you're not talking about, for me, for instance, I'm not talking about coaching. I'm talking about someone generating more revenue with less effort. That's the benefit of working with right? You want to make sure you're taking them through a transformation. So point A, you're paying. Point Z is when, after they work with you or buy your product, how things will go for them, right? So that's A. C is the consideration. That's the next step in the customer journey. To be considered, 
you have to be speaking their language, right? You have to be seen as one of the top competitors or top um, industry choices when it comes to solving their issue. Those two steps fall into marketing. And 50% of your time as an entrepreneur should be spent marketing. That's how I look at it, right? Some people may disagree. I believe that marketing is the most important because it funnels in all the money and you can't get paid if no one knows you exist. All right. So then you talk about sales. That's the next one, right? Getting the buyer, getting someone paying for your service or your product. That's just the next component. When people come into your sales funnel, right? How do you onboard them? Is the process clean? Is there a lot of friction in working with you? Right. People shouldn't have to follow up with you to work with you to pay you money. Right. You should be making sure that everything is frictionless as possible yeah, as a service. Yeah. Right. So and as a service, you want to make sure that there is like a, a questionnaire or something. So you're not wasting time getting on the phone calls with people that don't even have money or time to or you, you're not the right fit for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got to have some type of questionnaire or something there. Uh, and then the next step, right after they buy, how do you keep them there? How do you expand your value ladder, so to speak? How do you continue to serve them so they evangelize your brand, so they become brand loyal? How do you do that, right? Uh, that's something you have to think about. And then the next thing you have to think about is feedback, right? After you've offboarded this person, are you getting feedback so you can keep reiterating this process, right? Keep making things better. So those are some of the fundamentals you think about as a business owner. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you break it in pieces, right? You don't eat an elephant all at once. You got to break it into pieces. Yeah. your profile i saw an emphasis on mindset in challenging situations and we all go through challenging situations it's a wide spectrum the fact that you're defined in some way might mean a challenge automatically and everyone falls in some way in that spectrum mm -hmm. so i would like to ask you what's your story what has been the biggest challenge you faced in uh, the business i'm sorry I, um I, I think that the biggest challenge that I face is one that many people face and it's really fighting with yourself, right? Uh, oftentimes, especially uh, uh, in our in our demographic, you know, black and African uh, population, we've gone through some trauma. We had, didn't have any money, you know, things have happened to us, unfortunately. And sometimes it takes a toll on our psyche, it takes a toll on our mentality. It takes a toll on how we see the world uh, and it takes work to change that. Um, and my biggest thing was getting over that, realizing that I had value, uh, realizing that my story mattered, realizing that I mattered. That was the biggest challenge for me in entrepreneurship and in life. This fighting with yourself, is it the same thing as imposter syndrome? Uh, and imposter syndrome is a byproduct of that, right? So imposter syndrome is thinking that you don't deserve whatever accolades came yeah. to you. You don't deserve a position or you're just not good enough. Um, and that yeah. does come from, you know, everything I just mentioned, right? So what we have to do, uh, the first step, even in my book, Own Your Kingdom, um, How to Control Your Mindset So You Control Your Destiny, I talk about the first step being forgiving. Uh, and that's forgiving yourself for anything that in the past that you feel uh, you could have done better, or maybe you feel like you could have avoided some certain things, maybe you've had bad decisions. Forgiving all of that so you can be in the present moment. Forgiving people. 
who have done you wrong, right? Because if you don't forgive them, it's not for them, it's for you. If you never forgive them, you can never move forward. They always have some power over you, right? Over you. So you have yeah. to make sure you let that go. Tell them that they don't have that power you over anymore and let it go, right? Let it go, move forward. Uh, there are some uh, really egregious, atrocious things that happen to some folks, but in order to move forward, we have to address it. We have to process it. And we have to say, you know, enough is enough. This will no, no longer have power on me. Uh, and then when you do get to a certain level, you got to create an action plan, right? You got to you gotta let success flow with your life. So that means that you're planning your day. You're using your calendar. Like I said, you're owning your time. You're making sure you're showing yourself gratitude for what you've done to get there. So for me, for instance, every morning I practice gratitude to myself, right? And people are like, what? That's that's kind of selfish or that's kind of self-centered. No, it's not. Self-care isn't selfish, right? I struggle with self-depression uh, and PTSD. So every day I have to say, hey, you know what? Good luck, Javon, and not giving up. Good luck on going to make that call to that client and, and winning some business. Good luck on taking care of your family and making sure everything was okay. You know, so those are some things that you can use. Make sure you're celebrating yourself just as you would your best friend. For people who are just starting out in business and um, it's not looking like they wanted to, what mindset do they embrace? Yeah, um, a mindset of abundance, a mindset of growth. Don't look at the shortcomings as the end-all, be-all. Look at them as lessons, right? Find out what the data and what that information is telling you. How can you become better each day? Just 1% better each day. If you become better, your business becomes better. If you operate more efficiently, your business operates more efficiently. So you really have to have that mindset of learning. Don't think that you know everything. Like get the help, do the research, read, get books, go to the conferences, right? Connect with people, actually keep in touch with people, right? Follow up, network, all those things that, that it takes to grow a business. You got to be willing to do it all, right? Yeah. Um, then when it comes to like, I would also tell people, don't try to be everywhere when you first start your business, right? I see people trying to use every single platform that's out there. They want to be on WhatsApp. They want to be on Instagram, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn. You can't do that. You got to pick one. Pick one when you're a lean startup, when it's just you. Focus on one platform and do it excellently. Trying to build on all social media platforms would be like spreading yourself too thin. Yes. Because you're just starting up. It would mean that you most likely don't have um, the manpower, the human resources to have people man all of those social media platforms. So it's just you. Exactly. And you don't have to be everywhere, right? It's like, that's the beauty of marketing, like finding out, doing the research to find out where your target audience is, because that's the only places you need to be. That deserves to be retweeted. You don't need to be everywhere. Absolutely. Yes. And a bit of research would most likely help with that. Yeah, you have you have to. I mean, that should be one of the steps. Like a lot of entrepreneurs, we we focus on the branding first, when that's actually not the first step, right? You have to do the market research first, understand your target audience, right? Create an avatar for who you want to serve, and then you can start thinking about your branding after you have the messaging. Because you can have the most beautiful website ever, but if it's not saying what it needs to say, you're not going to have any clients. Very true. Uh, you, you mentioned something earlier when you were speaking about not knowing everything and that there's a need to learn. Because this is a book podcast, we are really into books. What strategies did you learn 
from books that you've read over time that have stayed with you and helped you even in your own business? Sure. So I, I read a lot of uh, business books and uh, personal development books. And some of the, the you know, one of the, the things that I like to repeat when I speak uh, comes from books like The Obstacle is the Way, right? Realizing that, you know, the adversity really isn't the issue. It's how you deal with things that, that really matters, right? It's not just circumstance per se. It's how you deal with it. Do you look at it as permanent? Or do you look at it as temporary and that as something that you can change, that you can improve? And then when it comes to business, right, realizing that you can't do what the big companies are doing, right? They have unlimited budgets pretty much. You have to you have to focus on your skills, you have to be real with yourself, and you have to grow slowly. Right? Fast isn't always better. Really focus on excelling on one product, one service, getting that down, right? Focus on tweaking it so it's as, as well as it can uh, can come out. It's called the minimum viable product, right? When you first release it, doesn't have to be the best. We see it with Apple, with iPhones, right? But release something that is the minimum way you can serve your product base excellently, right? And then iterate it and then keep developing until you get something that's that people really, really want and people know. And then you can introduce something new, right? Till we move too quickly. We got to slow down. <laughs> how should business owners who are just starting up, how should they define success? You were talking about big companies and the fact that they have unlimited capital resource. And sometimes small businesses want to pattern after them. What metrics should small business owners define success, especially when they are just starting out? Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the well, there's a few, right? Depending on the, the business model that you follow. But there's a few that are tried and true. One, profitability, right? How much profit are you generating? You need to set uh, a metric for that. Like, for instance, I want to make $100,000 by December 31st by selling my whatever your widget is, right? That's a metric for success. You know that that is what you're striving for. And then by you should be tracking that along the line, right? Quarterly, at least. You should be looking at it. Are, are we on task? How far away are we? What, what we need to tweak, right? Another metric could be website traffic, right? How many people are visiting your site? Then how many people are buying something? And how many people are booking calls, depending on if you're a product or service based, right? And then what? how long are they staying on site? What's your bounce rate on your website? That's very important. You want to look at your searchability when it comes to like search engine optimization. You can use yeah. certain tools like Google Analytics and stuff to see what you rank on Google. Right. So that's a thing, a metric. Uh, and then you want to track like how effective your marketing is, right? How many people, what's the engagement for your marketing campaigns? What's the cost per acquisition of a new client or a new, new customer? What's the cost per click if you're running an ad? You know, all those types of things are, are stuff is stuff you want to look at. <laughs> Again, sounds like a lot. Yeah, you know, it can be, but you just want to pick a couple that you want to look at. Right. So if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm probably going to create like maybe four, four or five metrics that I want to look at um, so okay. I can track them. But you're using tools to do it. Right. And a lot of that stuff is free. Like Google Analytics is free. Google offers a huge suite of tools that can help you worldwide, no matter where you are. Right. So a lot of that stuff is free that you can use. And if you're setting up instrumentation, you should have like a, a single pane of glass that shows you all of this stuff. So how frequently do you need to do this? 
Well, uh, like I said, if you if you're running a campaign, right, I, I want to give myself like 90 days lead time on a campaign. Right. So marketing, like if I'm selling a new product or service or I'm just relaunching something, I want to create like a 90 day content calendar. And in that content calendar, I'm going to be tracking those metrics I've said. I'm be tracking them like each week to see how how I'm doing. So I'll pick like a day, maybe like Friday to look at it and say, how how did that do? Now, after outside of that, if you're just looking at your everyday website and all that stuff, you can check it like like I said, at least quarterly. You want to check those things because quarterly you should be like closing books for that quarter anyway. Are there specific strategies you administer for failing businesses? Like someone comes to you now and tells you that this this whole thing is not working. Well, in what ways would you guide them to help them build their business back up? Well, it, it, there's a couple things. It depends on the size of the business. Uh, but typically, just to give an overview of what I would do, is I would do an assessment, a business assessment, where I check your financials. I look at, if you've been in business three years, I want three years of financials, right? I want to look at how your, your business has been doing over those years, see if there were any red flags that we could have looked at. Um, I want to walk through your processes, like how's your onboarding processes that I was talking about? How's your offboarding look like? Are you automating yeah. what you need to automate? Um, I have a five Y framework that I use, uh, and that's, that's how I assess. So I'll look at your yardsticks. What were your goals? Um, if you don't have any goals, what goals should we set? And I look at yield, you know, what levers can we pull to get those goals? I'll look at how we can make it uh, easier, which is YAR, right? How we make running your business easier. Yoga is, I think of yoga, I think of flexibility and strength. So I want to look at is your business uh, able to grow? Is it scalable? Do you have the systems in place to make it uh, where it can scale up or scale down as needed? Do you have SOPs or, or standard operating procedures in place where you can bring someone on and they'll know exactly how to do things? Um, are you tracking metrics, et cetera? And then I want to look at yearn. Do you have, are you taking advantage of your current client base, right? Do you have a referral program? Do you have ambassador program? Something where they feel like they're being heard, something to increase engagement, something to gamify it, right? So those are some of the things I would look at. Mm. And all of this would help. How will you apply that to help the individual in question? Yeah, absolutely. It all helps because it gives it paints you a picture of what's happening in your business that a lot of business owners don't see uh, because you're in the fight. So what we do at, with all that data is we create an action plan. So I, I would help you with a, a marketing strategy to, to up your revenue. I will help you with your technology. My background is technology. So I look at, uh, you know, what tech we could use. Are you using the tech you have to the fullest capabilities? Are your integrations run properly? Um, do you have a, a CRM or a customer relationship management system? Are you using it? Right. And then we can create a way, a path forward. And that's how it helps. Do you have any advice for young people who are just starting out? looking to build a lasting business that would outlive them because the idea is to have something that can be passed on a business that can be passed on so what advice do you have for young people who are trying to do that in their businesses right if you're looking to do that make sure you're building the business to sell that's that's advice meaning that you want to make sure you have like i talked about standard operating procedures make sure you have everything functioning properly make sure there's a rhyme or reason for why it's there Make sure you're really tight on your budgeting, that you know where money is going, when money is coming in, right? Track your accountant uh, accounts, 
and then just just make sure that you are checking in without burning yourself out see how you can make that business run as smooth as possible without you there and to do that you can delegate delete delay and automate right delegation means bringing people in they can be outsourced or you can hire right to do tasks that you don't necessarily need to do but that are important so for instance if you're not good at marketing and you try to do it bring someone in bring an expert in make sure you vet them right do interviews and all the other stuff but don't be afraid to bring in help get you a mentor that's another thing get you a mentor someone who has done what you're looking to do who can walk you through the path right um and don't be afraid to invest in yourself you have to invest in order to grow you can't know everything but you can know what you need to know <laughs> so so that's that's an important piece and i don't want to give any everyone too much but those are a couple of things i would want to think about as i'm starting that business just to pass it on totally investing in what you need to know investing in yourself true mm -hmm. For getting interested in connecting with you after now, just to uh, maybe talk a bit more or see how you can come in and coach them. Can they reach you? Yeah, you can go to my website, livenotloathe.com, and there you can schedule a free consultation. That's L-I-V-E-N-O-T-L-O-A-T-H-E.com. Or you can catch me on all social platforms. Uh, you can just search Live Not Loathe and I'll pop up. You can book a consultation. I'd be happy to speak with you and uh, see how I can help. Oh, great. I want okay. to thank you so much. So much for coming on here and all that you've shared. Yes, my thank pleasure. You. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. There you have it. If you have any questions, feel free to post it on any of our social media platforms or send me an email to Javon and he will be willing to answer them. This is a wrap. It's been an enlightening and intense month, you might say. If you've been following us, you should be comfortable talking about money now. Leave a feedback on any and all of the episodes on our social media handles on Telegram, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookie Shamers. Next month, we'll bring you another bookish season. Joys of reading. We'll have book enthusiasts, book lovers from all over just talk to us and experts who have built enterprises from their love for books. It's going to be an exciting, exciting month. Until I come your way again, stay motivated. I'm rooting for you all on your wellness journey. Yes, truly, Amos.